Hello and welcome to this episode of Anything But Content with me, Kieran Riley, and my good friend, Ewan Middleton. Hello, how's it going, mate? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, welcome to the new episode of ABCs. Uh, today, we're looking at uh, the ABCs of uh, DMing or GMing, depending on what system you play. Um, why don't you um, give the good people a little, a little rundown? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously it's GMing, you know, to be inclusive of the wider range. DMing is only really works with the fantasy settings, Mm -hmm. Uh, but obviously they are used interchangeably. Uh, But yeah, today we're going to be looking at some of the best tips and tricks um, around basically uh, role-playing. Obviously... From this perspective, we're going to be more looking from kind of a casual household game, so just with your friends, or potentially that being, uh, you know, a game with your local shop. Uh, we're going to be looking at how to get into GMing, what's some of the biggest advice we can give. Uh, and for those that don't know, GMing is basically stands for Game Master or DMing Dungeon Master, uh, the person that effectively runs the game. So if you play video games, think of it as the like AI, the computer. They run all the non-playable characters, the world and all that, so that the players can interact and basically together... Uh, create a complete story that both people really enjoy. But we're going to kind of offer that insight into some of the biggest tips Mm. that we think are really important when approaching uh, GMing. So why don't we we start with A? What's A, Ewan? Yeah, so the A of uh, GMing is going to be, or what we we decided, I think, is A for accommodation, which is Mm. basically, uh, from my personal take, is when... I talk about accommodating. One of the biggest advice that I can give about being a GM is really that you're there on the same side of the players. And what I mean by that is is the story is a combination of both of you. You create the world and you create the sort of the interactions that the players get to engage with, but the players are the ones that make those interactions. So without either side, the world obviously can't exist. Um, and I think that one of the most important things about that is a GM and that really makes the most successful games, particularly when you are just doing it with your house and with your friends or, you know, in a local shop, is to try to be as accommodating to your players as much as possible. Uh, and by doing that, that that's basically, uh, in, in my opinion, not always being a stickler for the rules, you know, allowing the rules to sometimes be changed to, in essence, try to always allow the player to create the scenario to to do what they kind of think of now that's not to say that i don't think that you should just enable the player to do whatever they want but there has to be some sort of like costs to the player's choice but for example Mm. if the player wants to try do a flying wall kick uh on an enemy i think as a gm it's good to try and enable them but you can turn around and go, you can give it a try, but it's going to be a very hard roll to do and you might yeah. tragically fail instead yeah. of just being straight up go, no, not in yeah. the rules, that's not allowed. Because no one likes that. It's not rewarding. It's not uh, 
creative and and that's the end of the day you're there to have fun and you're there to be creative and this comes in many forms uh i think roles are another area that you can really look into something that you did a lot uh ken in your game is really you know change some of the rules to accommodate yeah. the player's desires yeah yeah i th- i i'm i'm a big i'm a big fan of that it, it you know it's called the rule of cool um mm-hmm. so ba- basically what we're talking about is, is this concept of railroading of of the story are the story is on tracks it's going you are on the train and it's going down those tracks and you, you can't you can't deviate and that, that's just not a, that's not a fun way to to run a game you know it's very much a i guess a power trip is how i describe it on the dm's perspective um but for players it's it's just not fun you know uh using the wall kick example you know it's not in the rules you can't do it however if you want to do it, how I do it just off the top of my head is uh, what athletics check, yeah, dexterity in check, in D&D, yeah, in D and D terms, um, or you know, a, an athletic skill adjacent, um, and then you know, if they were successful, I'd add, depending on what level they were, maybe a D four to D six damage, something, something along those lines, just because of you know, if they're successful, they get the extra point and uh, the extra like uh, momentum. And it makes the player feel good as well. It gives them that, that little dopamine rush of, of being creative. It also um, and... creates the most funny moments you'll ever yeah. experience. The humour of the game and the moments that people always cherish are the moments where something hasn't gone right. If everything's going right and exactly as planned, it's, it, it, it's, it can be fun, but it's not necessarily memorable the moments Mm. that people remember is when you tragically fail something or you absolutely succeed at something that you thought you were going to be terrible at those are the funny moments and those are the 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 creative sorts and that's why it's really important as the player to the the gm sorry to try and empower those players to be able to do that and not and to add to your kind of you know railroading railroading is really important because sometimes in the gym you have to do it you can't make an infinite amount of possibilities and it can suck if you create a massive story and the player just basically goes i don't want to do that and does and just disengages from that that is really unfortunate but there's ways to create illusions around the railroading so make it so that you are railroading but the players perhaps don't know that you're railroading or on top of that, that actually while you are railroading, railroading, you are basically, the players are on side. So, and that's yeah. something that can be discussed before playing or that can be done through techniques as like, you know, giving the player a choice, but the choice kind of results in similar outcomes. Yeah, it, uh, one, of, one of my favourite examples of this is that if they're exploring a dungeon of some kind, um and um you don't want to you know produce an entire dungeon you just make all all the all the different ways lead down the the same direction obviously you never tell anybody this um and it does kind of fall fall apart when they're like oh but i want to go back and explore the other way now and you can be like that's that's great i'm so happy for you 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 do that buddy Hmm. and then you have to kind of like think up on the spot uh, but th- but that's one of the ways it, it kind of it it still creates the air of mystery, um, because obviously the player doesn't know what's ahead. However, you do, uh, and it saves you a buttload of time. Um, and but again, you know, it's always important to have some um, some extra rooms just fleshed out a little bit, not too much, just in case the, these these kind of things uh, do happen. 
Um, but you know, the railroading is it's it's necessary every now and again, especially to drive a plot. Sometimes, you know, to drive a plot, you do need a little bit of railroading, and that's okay. Um, but it's a it's a balancing act. Exactly. Really. And, and and you know, to add to that, you know, a bonus tip is is that if you are creating those sorts of things, have a random encounter table. You can literally, yeah. you could Google one, so you don't even have to create your own one. And that can mm-hmm. help you mitigate a way around the areas if players try to. Because you have to balance it. You can't always have both entrances always result to the same sort of area because otherwise players will figure it out. But the way you can counterbalance that is, you know, offering variety and variation. Yeah. But I think the crucial element is is that whenever you come to play or you come to GM, is to just remember that you're on the same side. The best stories are when it's not a us versus them sort of dynamic. It's the GM is there to create the world and the players are the ones to interact in the world. And together you create this really beautiful and detailed and rich story. Uh, but the best means to do that I think really is to always try to accommodate the players to so look for the ways that you can say yes. And of course there will be some exceptions to that rules. Like if a player turns around and goes, can I just become king? Like yeah. that's ridiculous. Um, but like, that doesn't mean that they can't go up to the king and say, I am now the king. It's just, they're going to face a lot of consequences for doing that obviously in the mm. world. Right. And that's how you, you can create that. But as much as possible, try to never, ever be in a position where you have to turn to the player and say, no, you can't do that. Because simply taking that negative and straightforward no approach can be detrimental to the game. With obvious exceptions for anything that perhaps might be detrimental to other players. So if a player is trying to do something that would completely ruin the game for another player. That's obviously a different sort of scenario. But in general, try to always be accommodating. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, uh, let's move on to... Let's move on to B. What's B? So uh, slightly ironically, uh, and we'll have to go into detail about it a bit more. B is the kind of polar opposite of A. Uh, which is B for boundaries. So mm. it goes from being always accommodating to now you're telling us that we have to have loads of boundaries. But hold on for a second uh, while we get into that. The B for boundaries is slightly different. And the boundaries is really and really talking about specifically session zero, which is the actual setting up of the game and setting up the world. The, the boundary element is more ensuring that to enable the best accommodating of players, that the rules, the comforts of the players and what sort of expectations have already been set. Because if in-game you find yourself in a position where you can't accommodate a player because you're having to say no or do something because it's preventing a boundary, if that boundary wasn't already discussed, it can create serious issues. Where in this way... By doing session zero, which isn't just about character creation, but is actually to get detail about how the characters interact with each other, but also the safety topics. Some people seriously might not want to engage in certain topics. End of the day, some stories can be pretty dark uh, for any fellow Game of Thrones lovers, uh, excluding the ending, personally. Uh, excluding the ending, uh, we'll know that Game of Thrones is a very dark fantasy right mm-hmm. not all players want to play that i mean it'd be very weird if you create a game of thrones world for a bunch of 12 year olds now the yeah. way to get around that is to establish those boundaries establish what people are comfortable with and establish those expectations and that can also link to backstories some players uh hint hint not totally you ken 
uh, like to create massive backstories. Uh, what was the biggest backstory? I think you created like a 10 page backstory for me once. Uh, which yeah. is not yeah. as big as other people, but these massive backstories. And the GM has no intention to really engage with them. Now, yeah. that can be disappointing for the player because the players put a lot of effort in and really hopes. Mm. So that works both ways in that the player, if the player really wants their backstory to be engaged with, they need to have that conversation with the GM so that those expectations are being put in place. So really those boundaries are a set at the start of the game. Obviously they can be changed throughout uh, with complete agreement among the players, but to set the comfort zones and the rules in place so that there are no, there are no expectations missed or no, nobody feels the uh the game isn't really catering to what they want because those expectations are being put in place which means that when you play the game you can be as accommodating as possible because you've already put the rules in place yeah yeah i i fully agree the the uh i mean the, this kind of brings back to uh, the the concept of uh, a session zero um which i think is a, a fantastic tool that that not enough people utilize where you sit down with your players, you can create the characters, and then you set the boundaries and the expectations there. Uh, a, an excellent example of this is a personal friend of mine. Uh, at every start, he goes through um, what he calls his... Um, well, I just call it... I mean, his rules for the game. Um, you know, things like... Uh, you know, there is no racism, sexual harassment, that kind of stuff. That doesn't happen, and if you start... Um, and if you do any of that, you're off the table. I don't care. It's not cool. Um, and then another thing he has is his X cards, uh, where you, you cross your hands in, like, an X shape, um, and, you know, you stop the game. You say, I don't like that. For example, if you're engaging a shit ton of spiders and someone has like really really bad arachnophobia they go x card i don't like that my arachnophobia be arachnophobic right now uh you rerun the time you rewind a little bit and then you you know you go again with with, with different creatures or you know whatever it may be no that i mean they're excellent tips and, and great mm. examples because you know at the end of the day it's a game and i think a lot of people mm. push past those sorts of things they are mentioned in the rule books and things and you can see them online like loads of great safety yeah. tips but a lot of people don't give them enough notice or pay attention to them enough and what ends up happening is is that people forget that it's a game and then something unsettling happens and that can cause the group to effectively the game to just completely not continue when yeah. the reality is it's a it's a game right and like yeah. video games you have a pause button and you can just stop playing if you're not happy and the same goes with this and as everybody should be completely okay with that you know nobody should be forced to do anything that they're not comfortable with and mm -hmm. people should fully know what's going to be sort of covered right you don't need to give an in-depth de detail about the story but you can give a detail of what sort of topics might be covered that yeah. could be child harm because fundamentally some people play some role-playing games that are slightly darker themed uh vampires mm. and the masquerade for example yeah. is a bit darker themed than say dungeons and dragons right but yeah. There's ways to go around that because fundamentally not everybody will be on the same page. So it's really important to put those boundaries in place. Yeah, yeah. Um, just in the interest of time, uh, I think we've covered that that quite well. Um, so to to close out with the last one, uh, what, what's C? What, what are we talking about with C here? 
C, and I, I think the C is the shortest and the sweetest, but also probably one of the, the most important. But C is just simply for confidence, um, mm. which is, look, nobody's perfect at the start. People yep. make mistakes all the time, and it's, it looks like a complicated mess. But the truth is, is that you don't know until you give it a shot. And once you give it a go, like, and just you know, have that chance, it's really, you know, it's not bad, it's it's fun, and because, you know, as long as you've, you've done all those other tips, and you've got a good group of people, you're all on the same page, and like, you know, take it at the pace that you guys want to take it, you know, don't feel pressured that you have to, you can't take breaks, for example, if you forget how to, what a character's name is, or what the rule is, no one's putting pressure on you, you can take a 10 minute breather, you know, you can do whatever you need, but what I tend to find with most people is, is that they get so scared of all the complicated rules, that they don't just simply give it a go, and they really yeah. miss out on these opportunities, when, you know, the reality is, we made loads of mistakes, I mean, we've given mm -hmm. these tips, right, neither me or Ken started out with a session zero, for nope. the first games we did it was something that we learned later on and you know it's quite f silly how or funny how mm. like we've how far we've come sorry and you know the only way we've come that far is just by giving it a shot and and that's yeah. really just comes down to confidence which is just you know get in a group with your mates or you know go to that local shop and give it a go if you've got a slight vibe or an interest in trying to create this world and you want to give it a chance just give it a go and if you really mm. don't like it it didn't work out but at least you can say you tried it yeah. whereas nothing's worse than not trying it and kind of missing out on that opportunity of something that you could absolutely love because no one's perfect and something that i think you're gonna delve into more we aren't all Matt Mercers, right? As yeah. much as I love Matt Mercer, we're not all yeah. Matt Mercers. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, mm. everybody can have fun in their own way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, and it is something that, that, I'll, that I'll touch on, on quite quickly and we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about in the future. The thing is with, with Matt Mercer and the likes of Critical Role and, you know, Dimension 20 um, is that these guys are professionals. They, you know, uh, Dimension 20 is a lot more on the actor's side um and critical role they're all you know famous voice actors uh they they do the basis of role playing for for a living um and matt mercer especially is and brandon lee mulligan they are both very very gifted individuals when it comes to that realm oh, there is no denying it we aspire to be them. Like, oh, yeah, 100%. They are the coolest and, like, the most talented people in the world. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're, they're very good. They have very, two very different styles. Um, I have some friends that aren't particularly, you know, fans of Matt Mercer's style. They find him him slow. Uh, they find him, you know, a little bit... Um, his pacing is off sometimes. And, and then people say uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan's too exciting uh to like uh not exciting to like um passionate um he can't convey some of the serious moments a lot better which is fucking bullshit in my opinion because i mean the um the speech that he gave when he was doing um oh god what was it called the like the prequel critical role mini campaign when he was talking calamity as, as calamity was Fantastic. Phenomenal. My favourite villain monologue I have ever seen. Oh, when he's talking about um when you uh, need to 
reach down and help someone, they need to be beneath you. Yeah. Um, it's just absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. However, if you're starting out, you are not going to be able to convey that level of of bravado, that level of 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 engagement to your players, because a they're not going to be able to give you the same level of engagement, um, and you're not you're not used to acting. Is it? It's an acting skill. It's an arts based skill, and that requires practice, practice and patience. Yeah, I am still not great at it. Don't get me wrong. I'm a hell of a lot better than I was. Do not get me wrong. But I am not great. I have, you know, I've seen where I where I can go with it. You know, I, uh, I have a friend that that um, does this kind of stuff for a living, um, Bodhi, and he is phenomenal. He is absolutely phenomenal at what he does because he's practiced it. He went, you know, he did drama at school. Um, I I think he he did a an A level in it as well. Um, he, you know, he he has training in it, and he's kept up those skills, um, and it shows. Um, and if you don't do those certain things, it, you know, it's a skill that that comes with time and practice. And you know, YouTube is a, YouTube's uh, free as long as you pay your internet. Um, and um, yeah, but still, give it, give it a go. And on because, that, you know, sorry, to, to, I was just going to say to add to that, like. When you talk about YouTube, it's a great tip there, you know, to watch these people. But don't mm. just focus on the best of the best. Like, don't just watch mm. your Matt Mercers and your Brennans. Because, like, whilst they're incredible, watch people as well that perhaps don't have as many views uh, mm. and aren't as skilled as them. Because that will basically help you learn from both a really talented position, but also to equally very talented people. But perhaps, you know offer different styles so my point is not that there's different talent levels but basically just that you know watch multiple styles and watch multiple approaches and you know just give it that shot because the reality is we all can't start at those levels we all aspire to be those levels but don't be put off by how good they are because that that isn't the point of why they do it they do they do it because they actually want to inspire other people to do it and they didn't start the way they were either they have been playing for 20 years right they didn't start off these incredible voice actors that knew everything right that's just not how it works um and you work your way up to it you know so that really comes to you know just be confident and just give it a go yeah uh do you have anything else to add good sir no, so I, I just think to, you know, to finalise, just remember that A is to accommodate the players while in-game try to enable them to allow them to do whatever they want. Whilst obviously there might be repercussions to what they do, try to find ways to allow them to explore their ideas. B for boundaries, really important to have session zeros. Make sure that you look at the rules uh, that people are comfortable with and make sure their expectations are being set between like backstories and what sort of story will be covered. And finally C for confidence, which simply put, just give it a go. I promise you it's not as scary as it looks. Take those words to heart because if you get a good if you get a game going you will have memories for the rest of your life i know we certainly do we still talk about it and as we do the yeah. podcast right now because of how good it is and i yeah. think many people that have had long term games or even good experiences will say the exact same thing yeah i fully agree but that being said thank you so much for listening to this episode of the abc's of dm tips 
So uh, thank you so much for listening and we hope to see you next time. See you later and stay positive.